Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris. That's Dan. How are you doing today, Dan? I am doing well. And what are we going to review, Dan? Well, it's going to be The Simpsons, Episode 9 of Season 4, first airing, November 19th, 1992. We got ourselves some top-tier guest stars, one of them animated very poorly. (laughs) Real bad. But... Call Mr. Plow. That's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. That's right. I remember call oh, Klondike five three two two six. <laughs> All right, guys, we are here to review Mr. Plow. So we'll let's do our blow by blow because you already know what Mr. Plow's all about. If you're listening to this show, you know all about Mr. Plow already. It's one of the GOAT episodes. It's known by everybody. So, what's Bart writing on the chalkboard? Well, a burp is not an answer. That would be a smart-ass thing a kid would give as an answer in class. And then the couch gag is there is no couch. The entire living room's empty except for a teeny tiny little stool. And they all manage to squeeze onto it. So we are watching The Carnival of the Stars taking place in Hawaii, which is no longer just for lepers, Dan. Yep. Because if anybody knows their history, Hawaii was a leper colony. So yes, and it's hosted, of course, by Troy McClure, who you might remember from The Erotic Adventures of Hercules and Dial M for Murderousness, which is just freaking horrible so what are we going to witness here on the uh the carnival to the stars well we've got crusty the clown and he's gonna tame three siberian tigers and they all maul him (laughs) the class that of course the classic gag they all maul him and one was named simba because you know that's a lion name we're not even Lion King hadn't even come out yet, but that Simba is Swahili for lion. So, of course, there's a lion named Simba. So, Homer's watching this at the bar with his bar buddies. Marge calls him to say, it's snowing really, really bad, Homer. You need to come home. And he blows her off. He does, but he does get in the car relatively quickly. And it is... Not that bad. I've been in worse. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got the real the real visibility issue is his the windows keep fogging up. Yep. Because if your defogger is not working, you are more screwed than what's happening outside. Yep. Way more screwed. So he's wiping it, wiping it, and then at the last minute, there's a car right in front of him that he plows into. He gets out of the car and he goes, "Ooh, the guy! I gave it as much as I got," and then he realizes. He's in his own driveway. Because <laughs> he sees the family in the driveway. I also love the gag that the airbag deploys after he got out of the car. Yep. That's always a classic gag. Yes. And it works because it's one. It's the first time they're doing it on this show, so it's funny. So, so 
You could do it every episode. It's still funny. So one of my <laughs> favorite Simpsons jokes comes from this next part here. The guy's giving him the insurance check. He's like, before I give you the check, this place Moe's that you were at. Is that a business of some kind? And Homer cuts to his brain. Shh, don't tell him it was a bar. But what else is open that late at night? It's Sex a, store. It's a pornography <laughs> Porn store. store. I was buying I was pornography. Buying. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines on The Simpsons. So, I actually follow a page on Facebook called Put It In H, which is a Simpsons meme page. And I follow it because it was it was started by somebody in the Nepa area, northeast Pennsylvania, who, I don't know if it is a worker, but it's somebody who knows all the wrestlers that I know, and they knew him. So, like, somebody made this page, and of course I liked it. A, it's a Simpsons meme page, so I'm going to like it anyway. But it's ran by somebody who I could potentially know, so of course I'm going to support it. And the put it in H joke comes from Crazy Vaclav's Place of Automobiles, where Homer's trying to squeeze into this really, really tiny little car. It's got all the Russian characters. <laughs> Which uh, country is this car from? It no longer exists. And then, of course, as he's trying to push him out of there, he says the line, put it in H. So, if you can form... When, whenever people form meme groups, they always form them around quotes, right? Like, how'd we come up with the name of this podcast from the Stupid Sexy Flanders line? And that's the tagline that we do on every episode. But... So they go to the Springfield Auto Show, because you can win a car there. And that's what Homer's entering. You got the, the model, the, do you come with the car? Oh, you. <laughs> And, of course, you know that that's her stock line for how many times she's heard it. Because every guy comes up and says, you come with the car? Bart is messing around in Bonnie and Clyde's car and finds a ton of money in the glove box. He's like, hey, boy, have more respect. It's Bonnie and Clyde's car. Yeah, so he, he kicks the dashboard mad at his father, and there's just piles of money in there. And then they f see the Batmobile. And who's there, Dan? It's Batman! That's not and Batman. Yes, it is. Adam West. Oh, sure, I'm Batman. Here's a picture of me with Robin. Who the hell is Robin? Oh, you only know the new Batman. Ah, Julie Newmar, the kids. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. He goes through all the cat women. All oh, the actors. Lee like, Merriweather. Lee Merriweather, yeah. And how come Batman doesn't dance anymore? Do you notice when they're doing that, they do the camera angle, too? It starts, yeah, they start, it start the twisting. Dutch angle. <laughs> it goes so far. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely freaking love that. What about the Batusi? And he starts doing it. And I'm just, I'm sorry, like, this is, like, Adam West's first, like, thing, one of the first big thing doing voiceover. But the animators were like, who is Adam West, I'm guessing, because it was not good. I've got trivia about Adam West that might surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Homer ends up buying a plow. And, because the guy, the guy pretty much convinces him. He's like, Pally. Can I afford it? Pally, yeah. Can you not afford it? Yeah, they don't they cost money. money. They make money. What? Better consult with the wife. The wife. Whoosh, whoosh. That's all it takes is the 
The whip noise does like, it. Oh, you're gonna just make that noise to make me buy it? Yeah. And I love, I love that he's making such a big deal about a twenty thousand dollar truck in 1992 because my brand new Toyota Corolla was twenty one thousand dollars. So a twenty thousand dollar truck in '92 was like, was like the big Ford F one fifties as Dodge Rams, like the really big ass ones. Mm-hmm. That's what a '92 truck, twenty thousand dollar truck was. So there, that there's your there's your yeah, inflation. It was a big for old people. diesel, like my grandfather got, probably back in '92. Probably, yeah. There you go. Big red diesel, yeah. Homer, why'd you buy this plow? We can't afford this. It's like, we can't be wasting our money on stupid things. He's like, fine. Well, then I guess I'll just have to stop doing stupid things. And Schmarge is like, good. And he has no comeback to that either. And then he turns around and immediately hits the side of your mirror. And, no, he, the door's open. Yeah, the door's he hits open. the door. His face just crushed in. Homer? He goes, did that hurt? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's doing a, he's doing a flyer campaign. He's got flyers on all the windshield wipers and then the wind picks up and blows them all away and there's barney doing the same thing standing outside the baby store no one cares about them they just throw them away away. he's just like well at least i can't he's like at least things can't get any lower for me and then the wind blows his diaper off and as he chases it he runs into his mom come back diaper oh hi mom Oh, hi, Mark. Homer also uses the church to advertise, albeit without Lovejoy's permission or knowledge, because he just gets up there to read a passage and starts advertising the plow business. But the family's got a better idea. Cheap commercial time, because there's the sea captain advertising sea shanties. Yar, three compact discs, are, And that's what they do. They buy an infomercial. So I don't have cable anymore. And I I know you don't really, I don't remember if you said you do or not, but I know you don't really watch it. We have Hulu Live TV. Oh, there you go. But do you remember watching TV at three in the morning and finding some of those infomercials? So it's actually between one and five in the morning. Yep. It's all infomer- all these weird infomercials. Remember Girls Gone Wild? Yeah. That that was a popular one. There was all the uh there was like the knife that could cut through a tree trunk. You remember it was that? The, the snow dogs. Oh they were my god. Like little skis attached to the boots. <laughs> Part of the boots. Yes. And they were like, we're gonna use every known form of uh of advertising. We're going to look extravagant. We're going to use sex. We're going to... Yeah, basically. Whatever you could use, because the the advertising chime was cheap. In fact, they even pointed out, Lisa's like, so who's watching TV at 3 in the morning? Alcoholics, the unemployable, angry loners. So, of course, we get the the famous Mr. Plow commercial finally airs. And the best part is, it goes to a... well, I'll, I'll just, we'll describe the commercial in a minute, but my favorite part is that it cuts to the color bars right after, which means it was the last commercial before <laughs> they cut they cut the feed for the night. Oh, yeah, so tell us about the commercial, Dan. I'm going to just read it. 
Hello, I'm Mr. Plow. Are you tired of having your hands cut off by snowblowers <laughs> and the inevitable heart attacks that come with shoveling snow? Uh-huh. They call Klondike 53226. Call now and receive a free t-shirt. And they just show like a random t-shirt. You're not getting an actual Mr. <laughs> Mr. Oh, yeah, Plow just t-shirt. an actual t-shirt. A random t-shirt. My favorite is, is that the uh, the skit they do is Grandpa's Old Man Winter who snowed them in. Yeah. yeah. But I'm they... a real tightwad. Can I afford this remarkable system? Absolutely. My prices are so low, you think I've suffered brain damage. <laughs> do you, bar- you are fully bonded and <laughs> licensed for the city, aren't you, Mr. Bluff? <laughs> Shut up, boy. Shut up, boy. <laughs> threatens him again on the couch. So remember, call Mr. Plow. That's, That's my, my name. name. That, that name, name again, again is Mr. Is Mr. Blow. Ah, the classic jingle. And now we play the waiting game. He just ah, uh, the waiting game sucks. Let's play hungry and hippos. Yeah. Three in the three thirty in the morning. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I also love he calls him John Q. Driveway. Like the John Q. Public expression. That's actually pretty clever. Well, John Q. Driveway has our number now. But his service pays off. We get a montage of his plow service. He clears out the parking lot of the Quickie Mart so Pooh can remain open. Just in time for the robbers to show up. Just every robber in town to show up. (laughs) Yep. Let's roll. He takes care of the retirement home's driveway so that, hey, we can go outside. It's cold. (laughs) They just run. I'm scared. I'm scared. (laughs) They just walk back in. And then, but the best one is uh, Skinner's pacing no in the hallway. Yeah, Martin makes it through the blizzard. <laughs> Sorry, son, there might be no school today. And honk, honk, honk. Here goes Mr. Plow with the school bus right behind. And, and then of... everyone beats up Bart. <laughs> yep. He gets a snowball barrage and just goes down. <laughs> we won't miss a minute of school thanks to your father. And then that's it. Done. He's so successful that Mayor Quimby gives him the key to the city. That's a nice little honor. And the key was made of ice. Oh, no, wait, that was Ice Town. For the uh, the Parks and Rec fans out there. Everybody oh, else is like, town. what the hell are you talking about? Oh, let me guess. The key was made of ice. <laughs> Remember, like... The the whole idea behind the key this to the city, it, it's a symbolic thing that you could go anywhere, but like it, it's actually supposed to literally get you in anywhere. And then I think there was a story of a, a literal key, it was like a literal master key, but then somebody abused it. Because of course they did. So what happens next? Well, we're not doing that anymore. In fact, uh Chief Wiggum has a key to the city, an actual literal master key that Bart and Ralph will play with on a future episode. Hmm. Are you familiar with that episode where not off the top of my head? It's uh Marge forces a friendship between Ralph and Bart because she feels sorry for him that he doesn't have any other friends. It's one of the it's one of the goat Ralph Wiggum episodes. And it's in it's in way later season past the prime. So it gets swept under the rug quite a bit, but it's, it's one of, you know, you know how in the later seasons, there are some really, really good gems, but people don't talk about them as much because they're surrounded by crap. That's one of the gems. We'll get to it. 
Also, Homer is so successful and Marge is admitting that she's wrong that she has him wear the Mr. Plow jacket to bed. Ho ho, call Mr. Mr. Plow. That's my name. And then she giggles. And then they have sex. So he's at a... So, of course, he's at Moe's. And he's like, come on, Barney. He goes, all it took was a little bit of luck and a little bit of skill and everything. You got to get out there. Be the best damn Barney you can be. Yeah, look out, world. Here I come. And Barney gets Homer at his own gig. Oh, he shows up. The plow king. Yeah, Homer wakes up in the morning and he's getting ready to do his daily plowing and every driveway is already plowed. He even shoots out his tires. Nothing wrong with a little competition. Hey, he even gets Linda Rodstad for his commercial. It's actually Linda Rodstad. Yes, because his his commercial is great too. It's the cardboard cut out of Homer, and he starts beating him with a baseball bat. And the stagehands try to drag him off, and he runs back. And then she shows up. She goes, "Save some for me." And then she wrote a song for him. Mm-hmm. Mister Plow is a loser, and I think he's a boozer. Which is ironic, of course. When the snow starts a falling, there's a man you should be calling. That's KL five four seven nine six. Let it ring. Mr. Plow is a loser and I think he is a boozer, so you better make the call to Plow King. And then Homer's upset. He said, How could you have done this to me, Barney, after everything I've done for you? And we get the infamous flashback that Barney was on his way to Harvard with the SATs right around the corner, and Homer Turned him into an alcoholic by sneaking him a beer, and he got hooked immediately. Uh, good job, Homer. You ruined Barty's future. So it, it this could almost be seen as poetic justice, but I, I don't think they were thinking that far ahead. So, of course, Homer is uh, trying to go around and look look for his extra business and Flanders offers him to uh Flanders tries to cut him a cut him a break and give him a little money to just clean up what the Plow King did. And he's just like, Oh, I see how it is. Not good enough for it, huh? You clean up the edges. I'll take your money, but I won't plow your driveway. <laughs> he even plows Adam West's driveway. Mr. West, you said there was a plowing job for me. I did say that. Forty five minutes ago. Minutes ago. <laughs> so long, and then Superman. He gets in- he gets in the Batmobile and it's beat to shit. <laughs> so long, Superman. Your secret identity is safe with me. Uh, so, so Homer tries a new marketing strategy and comes up with this weird-ass Mr. Plow commercial. Which is great because oh, yeah. the kids are like, was that your commercial? I don't know. It's just an opera singer holding a snow globe. And when it breaks, it just says Mr. Plow. And then the key to the city goes to Barney. And there's teeth marks in it because Homer thought there was chocolate in the middle. 
because well, then why was it wrapped in foil? It was it wasn't. It was never wrapped in foil. <laughs> so we're talking again about the uh, the blizzard conditions that's happening, and uh, of course, Arnie Pie. Oh, yeah. Arnie Pie, eye in the sky. Yeah, crashes on live television, and Kent Brockman just laughs it off. <laughs> what an a hole. Which gives Homer an idea. So he calls to have his a driveway and Widow's Peak plowed. Barney's like, I'll be up there all day. Well, you know, there's... Doesn't he have from like 10 grand or something? Yeah. He has to make it worth the entire day's worth of work. Yeah. And then Linda Ronstadt's like, hey, I've got a new idea. Let's do a Spanish version of your commercial. Senor Plow, no es macho. Es solamente un baracho. <laughs> yeah, you do that. So, of course, now Homer gets all of his driveways back. But then he realizes the the mistake that he made, that Barney is trapped up on the mountain. The best part is how they find out Barney's trapped on the mountain anyway, because they've got a film crew filming Fox's latest special. Finding Bigfoot, and it's clearly a guy in a costume. Oh, yeah, they do the, oh, your watch is still on. Oh, man. Hey, what's <laughs> what that? What's that? <laughs> B- Barney burps, and then the mountain comes down on top of him. So, of course, this is this has some of my other favorite gags, too, which is uh, Homer's attempt to go rescue him. And he's driving across the super rickety bridge. The The planks are he falling. Sees, <laughs> he sees the, the real bridge. <laughs> just right goes, to it. That's a great joke. I wouldn't walk across that bridge. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, of course... two-ton pickup truck with a plow on the front. (laughs) And then as he's going over the cliff, the... uh... Oh, he makes the joke. He goes, he's as sure-footed as a mountain goat. And then he watches the mountain goat slip and fall. Yeah. Oh, but then the, the radio dial joke is funny, too. Oh, yeah, he starts tipping over, so he moves the radio down to the other side and has his counterweight needed. Oh, my easy, God. Easy, easy. <laughs> and then, as Barney's laying there, accepting his fate, Homer plows the snow out of the way, helps his friend to his feet, and they're like, that's it, we're going to be partners. Not even God himself could stop us. And the guy's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> and just... Turns everything to start a month early. (laughs) Oh, the snowmen melting like from (laughs) Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) And then, of course, the snow's melted. We can go outside again at the old folks' home. Uh, I don't like the look of those teenagers. And then Kent Brockman is all about all about this. So our greenhouse gas is to blame for this unseasonably warm day in the middle of winter. Well. If it is, I'll just be happy with my Chevy. Thanks. And the episode ends one more time with Marge having Homer wear the jacket to bed so he can be Mr. Plow one last time. And then Plow his wife, you know? That's exactly what he did. So, yes, the uh, the GOAT episode of The Simpsons... Uh, I say the goat episode because it's one of the more most famous episodes the show has ever done. I think it still holds up pretty well. What do you think? Oh yeah, it's, it is a top tier. Top tier. It's good. It's funny. 
Um, on my personal list, it's not a personal favorite, but it's a favorite in general. Because there's, there's two ways to, to rank stuff, right? There's the stuff that you know is good, and then the stuff that is your personal favorite, which may not mesh with everyone's. Like, IMDb's top movie of all time is The Shawshank Redemption. It's not in my top ten list, but it's a damn good movie. Is in mine. My favorite movie is Hot Fuzz. That's not going to be a top ten movie, but it'll always be my favorite. That's the difference, right? There's always going to be that difference there. My favorite episode of The Simpsons is Treehouse of Horror 3, and that's not even people's favorite Treehouse of Horror episode. But it's good. You can't deny that it's not good. So so this was going to be a tough episode because many of the writers' contracts had just expired. There was actually a small number of writers at the annual story retreat. Al Jean was nervous they were going to be able to come up with a whole new season with that crew. Because several scenes were added after the animatic was done, which made the schedule super tight. But John Vitti was committed to the episode. He had actually pitched the entire plot himself. So, he was committed to making it quality and, well, you obviously you see what we got here. And in fact, speaking of John Vitti, it was his idea to have Adam West guest star. The other writers agreed because they were all big fans of Batman when they were kids and wanted to meet him. In fact, and that's what he had been doing for the last 10, 15 years, is he'd been at car shows with one of the Batmobiles. Yeah. That's what he did. Matt Groening said West was one of the most popular people to ever come to the studio. I always loved the animated stuff that he did. I love I loved how they had Mayor Adam West in Quahog on Family Guy. And it wasn't Adam West, but his name was Adam West, voiced by Adam West. He was funny in all the stuff he, he did. I love this job. Like, I love my taffy. And I love my taffy. He has a great guest spot on Big Bang Theory when they have Shelton's birthday party. It was actually for the 200th episode. They uh, the, the whole story behind it was that Sheldon, when he was a kid, he was told that Batman was going to be at his birthday party. And then he never came and his friends humiliated him. So their idea was, let's have Batman actually show up. Some guy in a lame suit? No, an actual Batman. Because their comic book friend Stuart has Adam West contact information. And of course, when they're driving to pick him up, he's like, uh, they're, they're having a debate over who the best Batman is. And then when it cuts back, he's in the car having the debate with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, come on. He's like, <clears throat> he's like, what do you, how could you put, how could you put yourself over Christian Bale. He's like, oh, please. My poodles could tell you Bale's overrated. He's like, yeah, but he's the guy who personified the words, I'm Batman. He goes, oh, please. I never had to say I was Batman. When I showed up, people knew I was Batman. <laughs> and that is the most Adam West response to that possible. Which is a funny because like, he's the only physical person to play a Batman that was a Batman was already established when his, when his version of Batman Right, existed. exactly. It's like Batman had been around for 10 years or whatever when that show starts. <laughs> Whereas most Batman movie trilogies or shows start, it's he's in his first couple years. Yeah. Usually. Uh, it's becoming the Adam West trivia portion of the show, too. But my other favorite thing is when he's like, if you're going to factor in a, a sense of humor, then I should be at the top of the list. And you know what else? All those guys had muscles built into their suits. What I had was grade A Adam West. 
And then they all, because the episode came out a couple of years ago, so they're all like, well, let's all just agree that we're worried about Affleck. And then Adam West goes, what's an Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> you know he had to contribute some of those lines himself. That's like when I mentioned that they had Stephen Merchant on as a guest star. And I'm like, you got to trust that the, the, co- the comedian's going to come in and contribute some lines that are just going to make it funnier. I just watched an episode of Modern Family that had Stephen Merchant and Patton Oswalt in the same episode. And it might have been the funniest episode I've seen so far. You know they contributed. Anyway, yeah, this is a Simpsons show, right? So, <clears throat> Oh, the company that uh, called Homer about his delinquent payments and confiscates the plow at the end of the episode is Kumatsu Motors. You may remember them as the people who bought out Herb Powell's company. Those bastards. Also, in, a, in episode Selma's Choice, we have not covered that yet. Homer and Marge will actually be watching the Troy McClure movie, The Erotic Adventures of Hercules. So that joke is actually going to come back around. This is the second time that somebody from Moe's Tavern stole an idea from Homer. We had the Flaming Moe, stolen by Moe, and the Plow Business, stolen by Barney. Some friends, huh? Some friends. Uh, the advertising firm that Homer goes to is McMahon and Tate, which you may remember as the advertising firm from Bewitched. Uh, Linda Ronstad was recorded in San Francisco. John Vitti was tasked with recording and enjoyed it immensely. He remarked the most beautiful thing he has ever heard is Ronstad singing the Spanish Plow King jingle. Uh, the crew encountered trouble with the network sensors when Homer answers the phone and pretends to be Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver. After a brief pause, Homer requires to the inquiry and goes, yeah, they were gay. The censors refused to allow the line, fearing legal recourse for that. But the Simpsons crew protested, arguing that no one in particular was being implied and that, that they could be anybody. So finally, the censors just let it go. And there you have it, Mr. Plow. That name again is Mr. Plow. Great episode, top tier episode. However... The next time we come to you guys, we're going to re- review an episode that I think is even better. And that is Lisa's first word on our 69th recording of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Nice. nice. <laughs> that one will feel like I'm podcasting nothing at all. Oh, God. Well, there you have it. Now, you're, now you guys are really going to be amped up for Dan's intro, aren't you? But that will be next time. This was Mr. Plow, top tier episode. Check out all the great stuff on CKCC Radio. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash club kayfabe. And let us know if you want to guest star on an episode in a couple of weeks. Actually, in a couple of episodes, I should say, we are going to have another guest star on when we cover another GOAT episode, Marge versus the Monorail. So be prepared for more guest stars. You guys can come on anytime you wish. Just let me know which Simpsons episode you want to be on for so I can make sure I know when we're going to be recording that episode so I can give you an alert and we can work it around your schedule. Until that time, that's Dan and I'm Chris, and we'll see you guys next time for another Stupid Sexy Podcast.
Feels like I'm podcasting. Nothing at all. <laughs>